everybody. This is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, it's a pop culture quiz special. Mom has written a quiz for me, and I have a quiz for her. Of course, you can play along at home, at least with my quiz. I don't know about mom's quiz. I haven't seen it yet. It's all it's going to be all new to me. Mom, let's welcome you in now. Hello. Hello. Uh boy, it's been quite a week for me. Yes, would you like to tell them about your Rudy Tootie? I guess so. If Katie Couric can do it, then uh, I can share it with the world. Um I was having some uh GI issues and they were coming back from time to time. Uh, I believe we've talked a lot about fiber lately and Kashi and uh, all that has really cleared it up in large part. But the doctor I saw, the, I don't know, what what is it, gastroenterologist? I don't know if that's what he was, but, yeah, that's you know, what he was. gut Let's doctor. Hope. Yeah. Let's hope he wasn't a butcher. Well, I'll tell you, he was a DO, um, which I've never seen before, but I'm quite intrigued by. Do you know what this is? I do. Not not an MD, but a DO. Osteopath, I guess, and they're yes, supposed and to... A- consider your whole self. Right. And they, well, when I was growing up, my mother was very scornful of anybody that went to see an osteopath because she felt they were lesser. But what I found out, in fact, is that they are quite more, that they they study some chiropractic and oh, I didn't know that, that. They, they, even, they go to school longer than a medical doctor. That's what I was told when I met somebody up at um, Dartmouth Hospital. That's not what it's called, but uh, yeah. that he was. That's what he was going to do. Yeah. So I I was enticed by this because I, I you know I'm tired of the doctor. You go in, you tell them what's wrong, and they're just like, okay, take this drug. Take um, this pill. Yeah. And uh, so instead, this doctor was like, take this colonoscopy. Um, so that finally that finally happened this week. Um, the preparation is the worst part, as I guess most uh, colonoscopy patients will tell you. Um, it's kind of dehumanizing because it really you're just turned into a, a conduit, right? Yeah. You really become aware of how you're just a frame that's around this this long tube. You're right. just a, you're basically just a being that carries this tube around. And the tube really becomes your life for about 48 hours. Um, you can't eat. And um, I was irritated because they give you this page of instructions, right? And there's this gallon of liquid um, you have to drink. And it says, drink an eight-ounce glass of this liquid rapidly uh, every 15 minutes. Okay, so I measure out eight ounces, and I'm pounding this, and I do two of them, and I'm supposed to get halfway through the gallon the night before and then do the other gallon in the morning, and it, oh, man. Oh, I wish you had called me. I would have told you to do it differently. So I, well, tell me in a minute after I'm finished. Uh, but so I'm doing it, and I'm doing these eight-ounce glasses, and I realize, wait a minute, I'm not going to get halfway through. They said it's going to take an hour if you do it this way. And I'm doing the math on the ounces, and I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't add up to a gallon. I'm supposed to be drinking even more of this. First of all, don't put eight-ounce glass if you don't mean eight ounces. 
what right. they what they meant was like a typical glass, fill it all the way up. If I see eight yeah. ounces, I think you mean eight ounces. This is science. Right. Anyway, I recalculate the math so that I actually will get halfway, and now I'm just guzzling this stuff to catch up. And um, <laughs> this is not, it's not a substance you even want to drink, let alone guzzle. But that's no. where I am now to catch up. And, of course, I'm just spending so much of the evening on the on the toilet being dehumanized. Then you got to do it all over again the next morning, which seems like adding insult to injury. And, and then I was ready to go. And the actual procedure, all I remember is thinking, huh, the anesthesia is not really working. Oh, maybe I feel a little lightheaded. And then the next thing was the doctor saying, okay, everything went great. It's all clear. <laughs> Which is such a weird sensation, isn't it? Yes, it is. Mm. I mean, you're just aware of some passage of time. And there was some, you know, that last little whisper before the doctor wakes you up like I can remember I was thinking things um you know my mind was working but I wasn't I just don't remember any of it it's a strange it's a disorienting sensation but in case the listeners are concerned my colon is spotless um so uh I know everybody had been up nights for months not to worry anymore yeah what is your advice on better prep well what time were you to be at the hospital? 9.15. Yeah. So you had an early one. So what I would have done was, what time did they tell you to start? I think I had to start at 6 p.m. the night before. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, at, uh, I had to be finished by like 7 a.m. with the second round. So I had to get up at 6 a.m. basically to sit in the kitchen by myself and um, drink this <laughs> liquid. Well, I'm impressed that you could sit in the kitchen, but um, see, what I would have done was taken probably three quarters of it, if I could, I, the, the night before, and then in the morning, I would have had maybe one one cup and then called it quits, because a nurse told me, a, a friend nurse, not a nurse in mm-hmm. the hospital, told me that they never drink that whole thing. And oh, yeah, I didn't drink. They they emphasized drink all of it, drink all of it. And I got to like, there was maybe, I don't know, a sixth of the gallon left. And I was just like, yeah. that's enough. I, there was nothing left in me. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Because it just sort of, it sort of just pours out the same way it pours <laughs> in. Is that well, delicate enough? It's a little more violent on the way out, but yeah. Um, it's a little more insistent on the other end. Yeah. And it's sort of fascinating. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. I always thought it was. It's so bright yellow when it comes out. It's oh, disturbing, I, know. I think. But yeah. Yeah. Thick and span. Thick and span. Thick and span. That's, that's right. They were very complimentary of my prep. So I didn't Well, dis- I, I'll tell you this, though. When the last time I had, I don't know if it was that or an endoscopy, um, but I heard the doctor in the next room saying to a man, uh, well, we couldn't really see because, um, yeah, you weren't really clear. So apparently, you know, if it is a good sign that it comes, yeah. comes out 
the way it does yeah. because there are people that suffer from a slow whatever, and so it doesn't really do what you want it to do. Oof. There but for the grace of God. Okay, so, so I have yeah. a clean bill of health. Uh, I feel great. Life's good. What about with you? Uh, I only have a little small complaint this week. <laughs> well, it's really a big one for me because they're all big for me. But I have a new car mm. that came from Tennessee, and it has tinting on the windows, and it makes it look very fierce. It looks very, like, don't mess with me. Yeah. And I like that. You know, I like that. Does it have tinting on the look. on the on the front windows too? Not the windshield, but you know what I mean. Yeah, what? it's it's the side mirrors. The side the side the windows. The side windows. All of them, not just the back seat windows. Correct. Oh wow. Okay. So it looks nasty, you know, and I, I Is that do legal like legal in New Hampshire? Could you let me tell my story? So I took it to get inspected. Yeah. The day before yesterday. Yeah. And the, the guy comes out and he says, oh, Bonnie, I know you like your car, but uh, the tinting on the windows, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Yeah. Did I spoil and your story by asking if it was legal? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's not legal in New Hampshire. Yeah. Now, so. <laughs> he says to me, where did you get this car from? I said, it came from Tennessee. Oh, oh, he says, well, yeah, you have to have it down there because it's so hot and, um, oh. you know, the sun is this way and that way. And I said, well, then, you know, what's with New Hampshire? Well, from what I understand, the state troopers want to be able to see you yeah. as they approach your car. So it's like what in New Hampshire? <laughs> I know. It's this way, but in the South, the state troopers can all just go to hell because we don't really care if you have a gun and we approach. You know what sense does that make? Well, oh, you know what? If you're going to be on their side, we can't have this conversation. No, I'm. It's clearly inconsistent. I there's no argument to be made otherwise. So we are going to go to a junk shop today and try to get them to inspect it. Oh, really? Can't you just have mm -hmm. the windows? Can't you just get the windows fixed? The windows are fixed. You're going to get you're going to get in trouble with the cops though. You're just kicking the can down the road. You're going to get in worse trouble when you get pulled over. No, I'm not. The car will be inspected. Yeah, but the cops going to be like, "Uh, your windows can't be tinted." And I'm going to say, "What?" And he's going to say, yep, it says right here on this ticket that I'm writing you. See you in you court. You can't write me a ticket. <laughs> oh, really? Tell that to the cop. Tell that to the state trooper who pulls you over. Well, if he's sitting around looking for my tinted window, then we have bigger issues in the state of New Hampshire. <laughs> Tell him that, too. See how well that goes over. Plus, I would like to know who gets decide what's too dark is there a scale is there um you know it says something like 35 percent blah 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 but who you know is there a little piece of paper that has different shades on it or 
who gets to choose that? It seems it seems a little arbitrary to me. Well, you just said it, thirty five percent. Well, I know, but that th- that isn't what the guy at our place said. You know, he just said, "Oh, I got in trouble for this once, and you're going to get in trouble." And yeah, you, know, you are. Was, I'm not. I'm not. If I have a, a an inspection sticker on there, then. Don't worry, I don't have a gun. I'm not going to shoot. That's what they should give me a sticker that says I own no firearms. Well, Look, I think this is ridiculous. If you can have it in Tennessee, then you should be able to have it in New Hampshire. Um, well, this is first of all, everybody is playing the world's tiniest violin for you right now. Um, that your fancy new car with its uh Tinted windows is not street legal. Well, you sound a little uh, snooty about it yourself. Well, I am, because I just don't feel that sorry for you. Well, it protects my eyes. Don't you feel sorry for that? No. Get a pair of sunglasses. for me. Yeah, sunglasses. That's what they're for. Well, why do you object to my tinted windows? (laughs) What is your personal gripe here well i find them annoying i like i just i don't like i don't like the message that they send when i'm driving down the road and some guy's got his his big suv which i know is not what you have but he's got his big chevy suburban with all the windows blacked out it sends a very anti-social message i don't like it um so no i i'm not in support of your tinted windows i'm sorry and also they're against the law in certain places. Including the place you live. Well, I'm going to move then. (laughs) This is what's going to make you move? Okay. Well, I just find it irritating that it's okay there and not okay here. I I don't think that makes any sense at all. Well, that's how state laws work. Oh, you know what? You're what's wrong with, with everything. I am. If you don't agree with me, I want you to agree with me. Well, I don't. Well, I, you know, why are you taking tinted windows personally? Why are you? Well, because I'm trying to tell everybody, watch out for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And that's not a message anybody else wants to hear. All right. That's the message every person who tints all their windows is is sending. Except in Tennessee, I guess, where they're just doing it to block out the hot sun. Because <laughs> there's no sun in New Hampshire, of course. Well, what if, right, exactly. Do you, so you get the absurdity of this. Well, yes. maybe, maybe here's what I could do. Maybe I could put one of those fish stickers on my on my window. Oh, yeah. They'll Would never... that make everyone feel better? <laughs> they'll never pull you over with one of those on your window. <laughs> That's what I'll do then. Oh, you'll have your fish sticker. You'll have your cannabis plant you got out in the backyard. Wow. <laughs> yep. The cops won't give you a second look for sure. <laughs> I don't think so. Not with that fish sticker on there. Fish? Why? Why is that? Why did that come to mind? Because everybody, because it's like people that it means something religious or. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were saying fish. P H I S H. 
No, 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 oh, no. Oh, the, the Christian fish. Yeah, the Jesus yeah. fish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I see. I see. Maybe um, that'll fix everything. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, good luck with your tinted windows. I think you're going to have to have them untinted. We'll see what Sarge has to say about that. Sarge, who when uh, a neighbor drove in and said, hey, this thing is really rattling on my car, he got his pliers and cut it off, and it dropped to the ground. And she said, uh, isn't that an essential part of the car? And he said, well, the noise is gone. So I'm thinking he's not going to mind slapping a sticker on my car. <laughs> I don't think the sticker is going to be the end of your problems. You, It's not like you never get pulled over. All right. Well, let's move on to the quiz. <laughs> Okay, it's pop culture quiz time on Pop Mom this week. Woo woo! Yeah! Oh yeah! Oh oh! All right, everybody, settle down, settle down. I know we're all excited. Uh, it's know. pop culture quiz time. I have written a quiz for Mom, and Mom has written a quiz for me. We have not seen each other's quizzes, and uh, they're yours is pop culture themed as well, right, Mom? I assume. Uh, for the most part, yes. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Who who should go first? Why don't I go first? Okay. All right. I'm ready. Hit me. What is the quiz? All right. Number one. Well, what is the... Where were you the first time you had sex? <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not my first question. <laughs> it was Did I be... get you, though? Did yeah, I that's funny. A quiz as interrogation. Yeah, I like that. Yes. Yes, because we didn't make any parameters for this. Okay, my first one no. really is not a, a trivia thing, but it is a question, a real question. Okay. This is my is real there, is there a theme? Is there a title to your quiz? Uh, it's just general. It's okay. very general. Gen okay. 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 Would you rather walk through a room of loose snakes or walk across the glass skywall bridge in China? Oh, oh, um, the glass skywall bridge, you said? Yes. So skywalk. I, skywalk. Skywalk. Um, so, I, I mean, I can guess what this is, is how high up is this bridge? It's way, way, way high. And you can see right through it? Yes. And what, snakes was my other choice? Yes. How many snakes? A room full. Can you see all the, over the floor? Like, can you see the floor, or uh, maybe a little tiny bit? Oh, well, I'm going to throw up just saying. <laughs> I know. Ooh. First of all, interesting that your quiz took the "Would you rather" format. I like this. Um, okay, I, I'm going to go with the glass skywalk, I guess. But okay, mm, it would be tough, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's hard to think about. Yeah, because look up the the skywalk when you when you later, because it's kind of like. Oof. I even have trouble driving over bridges, you know, like bridges that Do you can't you really? see through. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. All right, that was a good choice because that was a good choice. What was your okay. answer to that? Uh, I do any I snakes. Nope, not yeah. I do anything. Yeah. <laughs> anything. I figured. No, okay. Don't like snakes. Okay. In July, see, now some of these are based on your birth year, okay? Okay. In July 1981, 
the first arcade game to feature Mario debuted. Mm. What is that game? Donkey Kong. Oh, these are too easy. <laughs> okay, and the bonus is what phrase do we say now? <laughs> what phrase do we say now? In relation to that game. Oh, oh, um, what is the phrase? Uh, getting it on like Donkey Kong? <laughs> That's not it. What is it? It's on. It's on. That's right. It's on like Donkey Kong. Uh, you know, Mario was actually initially billed as uh, Jumpman in uh, Donkey Kong. Hey, don't try to override my question. <laughs> okay. I like that that one was pop culture themed because you said the quiz didn't have any parameters, but that was the sole parameter for the quiz. Well, we yes, it. it was. And I, I'm in that. It's just the first one occurred to me that I wanted I to I loved the first one. Yes. That, okay. Excellent. Okay. Proceed. Maybe we should do a quiz sometime of that. Good idea. Maybe next week, because, you know, till the TV. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Number three. See, the, the reason for this is that Mom and I are kind of waiting for the new TV shows to come out, and we've just been we've been uh, watching the calendar, and it seems like fall season is starting later and later, doesn't later it? Later and later and later, yes. It's, it's frustrating. Yeah, okay. But, well, but we're making uh, lemonade from the lemons here. This is fun. That's Go right. ahead. That's right. Okay, number three, a video game that had the most ways to die, nine, was released in 1981. Name that game. Ooh, interesting. Uh, adventure? Nope. I should have made this multiple choice, but I thought you'd get this. Hmm, I, I don't know this one. Snakes was one of the things. Snakes. Pitfall? No. I'll give you one more guess. Okay. Do you have another hint? Streets. Frogger? Yes. Oh, good one. Good one. Nine ways Did to you? die in Frogger. Really? Yeah, that's what it said. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Here's one everybody should know. Dr. Joyce Brothers. A frequent appearance on game shows mm -hmm. appeared on the sixty-four thousand dollar question. Mm -hmm. What was her area of expertise? Boxing. Crap. <laughs> All right, here's one you might not know. This one. <laughs> Do people know what the sixty-four thousand dollar question is? That's a classic. The game show. Yeah, but no. it's uh, it's uh, sort of the show that popularized the isolation booth. And uh, really the show that inspired Millionaire many years later. Millionaire was really just a repackaged $64,000 question hmm. um, without the specialty subjects. Um, but yeah, Dr. Joyce Brothers, boxing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Alex Trebek graduated from the University of Ottawa with a degree in what? Ooh. Now, uh, Wow. Broadcasting? Does it have to do with broadcasting? No. No. History? No, you're closer, though, with that. English? Philosophy. Philo wow. That was a good one, Mom. I can't believe you stumped me, first of all, on Alex Trebek question. Given I know. Been... I thought, oh, my God, there's no way. Well done, because I've been researching the heck out of him this year. But uh, I philosophy, know. I didn't know that. Hey, let me tell you, um, before the next question... Uh, on Alex Trebek, 
So while I was fasting for my procedure and just sort of Ooh. taking it easy, I was watching some um, old, uh, basically TV films that um, the Canadian pianist Glenn Gould had made. And um, so this one uh, video uh, begins with Glenn giving this four-minute, delightful little four-minute speech about Beethoven uh, before he plays a Beethoven sonata. So he finishes his speech, and then it fades out, and then the picture comes back up. And wouldn't you know it, there's 20-something Alex Trebek saying, and now Glenn Gould will play the Beethoven sonata. And I was just like, whoa, no worlds way. colliding here. Uh, that is crazy. Uh, it was it was crazy. It was stunning. Now, and mom, you know, I gave this talk on Alex Trebek recently and I did a lot of research into his um, CBC years, you know, his early Canadian yeah, career. Yeah. I don't know that I would have recognized him in this Glenn Gould um, film if I hadn't been doing that research because he looks so different um, as a as a young guy. Uh, yeah, that was pretty thrilling. I mean, Glenn Gould, nobody would know this, of course, but he's just my like a hero of mine, my right. favorite pianist. And since I was a teenager, I've been um, I sort of worshipped Glenn Gould. So to see Trebek pop up with Glenn Gould. Yeah. Wow. That was crazy. That was crazy. Uh, great question. OK, you stumped right. me. What show had episodes titled Brother, Can You Spare a Crime to Live and Die on TV and Witless? The first one made me think The Simpsons, but I'm feeling like that's not right. Is that right? The Simpsons? No. Is it Sledgehammer? It is. I, they were so familiar to me. I knew it had to be one of those two shows. <laughs> Witless. Yes. Um, I remember now. Sledgehammer. Uh, I love this quiz, as as surely you knew I would. Okay. Sledgehammer was kind of obscure, kind of a cult. Yeah, it's a niche uh, thing. This is a mid-80s ABC show that was basically like a send-up of Dirty Harry and, and crime movies and TV shows, really ahead of its time, in my opinion. Very much. Yeah. Oh, well done. Okay, Sledgehammer. Okay. Yes. Number seven. What sitcom debuted in 1986 where all the actors were second fiddles to a puppet? Hmm. All the actors were second fiddle to a puppet. You said it was a sitcom? Yes. I'm going to kick myself, aren't I? Mm, I don't know. Puppet is what they call it. So. Okay. That only makes it more mysterious. Um, can you give me another hint? I would say puppet is not what we would think of, but I don't know how else to describe it. But, <laughs> okay. but that's what they called it. <sighs> you can get this. We watch this all the time. Uh, I'm sure we did since all the questions have been tailor-made to me. Uh, all right. I'll give you a hint, okay? okay. The puppet liked cats. Uh, okay. Alf. <laughs> Alf, I should have gotten that. But yeah, he was, I mean, he moved so well, you didn't really think right. of him as a puppet. Yeah. 
that that was tough because I think the puppet is is not quite right, but um, well, that's again, what he is, that's though. The, that's yeah, um, yeah. I remember seeing Alf show up on uh, Hollywood Squares, and I thought that was very strange. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I couldn't quite as a little kid. I couldn't quite wrap my head around what yeah. was happening there. Yeah. But living with a family, that that made perfect sense. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. What children's show did the early careers of Phil Hartman and Lawrence Fishburne? uh, Oh, okay. Pee-wee's Playhouse, of course. Yeah. Very good. Was that a question? Did I not let you finish your sentence? Uh, I well, I changed it how it was written, and so I didn't really know how to finish. <laughs> okay, that's all right. I got it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Moving on. This one is very difficult, I think. Okay. Okay. Who was the New York Jets player who injured Drew Bledsoe, paving the way for Tom Brady to take over as quarterback? Um. I can't. I want to say Bart Scott, but I don't think that's right. That um, is not correct. I don't think he. I, I don't even remember why does why does that name pop to mind. Um, I don't remember. Mo Lewis. Mo Lewis, really? Wow. I never heard. Bad it. job, me. Well, that was a hard one. I feel like a lot of New Englanders would know that, though. Yeah, maybe, perhaps. And my last question is, what logo did the Pats have in the 60s? And I have a multiple choice if you do not have the answer to this. What logo did the New England Patriots have in the 60s? Yes. In the 60s? <clears throat> not Pat Patriot? Uh, is that your guess? My guess is Pat Patriot, yeah. Uh, well, that is correct. incorrect. <laughs> Wait, wait, what oh, is it? I had a million dollars, but then I corrected. It was the tri-corner hat. Oh, just the hat? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I never would have gotten that. Excellent quiz. All right. Thank you. It was very difficult. It took me about four hours. I know. It's hard, isn't it? I feel bad. My is quiz hard. is not as good. Uh, oh, I bet it is. Well, how did I do? Uh, I it would take me a while to figure. This. <laughs> I think you only got two wrong, though. Only two? I think I got three. Oh, wrong. three. three yeah, wrong. you got three wrong. Oh, oh! I don't think three out of ten deserves that. Do you? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> One ding, I get. Okay. One ding. Yeah, that's 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 better. Okay. Uh, are you ready for your quiz? I'm ready. Okay. Now, this is a, this is a quiz I used to do on the radio uh, from time yeah. to time. Yeah. Um, and the what I do is I read the lyrics with no affect. I read the lyrics of a TV theme song, and you have to guess the show. Um, oh, okay. Some of these are easier than others. I frankly think you'll get them all. And I want to tell a little story um, <clears throat> about mom going on the radio with me. We did this. I used to do sort of TV themed quizzes every week or two on the radio on WGN. And um, 
one time mom came with me and I said, mom's going to be your phone a friend. I told the people who called into play, I said, if you need some help, you you get one um, mom phone a friend or whatever, maybe two. Uh, and the quiz that day was that I listed off a bunch of shows that debuted in a certain year and the contestant um, had to guess the year within three years either way. So they had a pretty wide range. And these people were just idiots. Nobody could get any of them. They wanted the free pizza. Yeah, they're playing for free pizza. But mom, when called on, <clears throat> I think mom missed one uh, one of them by one year. And the other two, when she was called on, she nailed them right on the nose. And this was a tough quiz. Mom, I'm not sure I've ever been prouder of you than I was that night. That <laughs> um, I wasted my whole life watching television. <laughs> So, um, inspired by that, here's your theme song quiz. We're going to go back through the decades, starting with the 90s and going all the way back to the 60s. Okay. Uh, and I'll just read the lyrics, part of, part of the lyrics to a theme, and you tell me what the show was. I think the 90s okay. ones are going to be real easy, but they'll maybe get a little harder as we'll we go back. See. You ready? Mm-hmm. All the little chicks with the crimson lips go Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. Is that the Drew Carey show? It is indeed. Very good. Uh, This one is a slam dunk, I hope. Also from the 90s. Hey, baby. I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Frasier. That is correct. Very good. Of course, it's Frasier. He sung it himself. Yeah. You know, I didn't understand that theme song for a long time until uh, my wife, Anna, said... uh, it's a metaphor for the people who are calling into his show. And I was like, oh, yeah, toss salad, scrambled yeah. eggs. Like, once you understand that, the whole theme song makes sense. But I never really thought about it. I just thought it was well, nonsense. that's interesting. How dumb am I? Well, I think I've heard him talk about that theme. I don't remember anything about it, though. Well, interesting anecdote, Mom. Okay. We're moving back to the 80s now. Show me that smile again. Don't waste another minute on your crying. We're nowhere near the end. The best is ready to begin. Friends? Oh. Okay, say it again. Show me that smile again. Don't waste another minute on your crying. We're nowhere near the end. The best is ready to begin. This show debuted Golden in 1985. Girl? No, no. I don't know. It's growing pains. Uh, yep. Not your top tier sitcom, but... Well, one I watched, though. Yeah, certainly a long-lived one. Show me that smile again. Don't waste another minute on your crying. Now does it ring a bell? No? Okay. Here's another 80s, uh, 80s show. Although this one debuted in 1979, so it's got a little sliver of the 70s in it, too. Just the good old boys, never meaning no harm. Um, what was that called? That, was that the show with Daisy Dukes? And, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> there you go. That's right. <laughs> yep, you talked yourself into it. That was the Dukes of Hazard. Surprised you got the Dukes of Hazard and not Growing Pains. 
Okay, we're going back into the 70s now. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. Say it again. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, Mom, come on. Mary Tyler Moore. I'm disappointed in you. You give up? I do. Okay. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me, I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Oh. Cincinnati, WKRP. <laughs> WKRP in Cincinnati. I thought you'd get that one for sure. That's such a wonderful yeah. theme song. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Oh, the best. I, I love that song. Okay. Uh, so that's, uh, what is that, two misses so far? I thought yes. you were going to run the table. Okay. Uh, you'll get this one for sure, another 70s one. Hello, world. Hear the song that we're singing. Come on. Get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. Partridge family. <laughs> that's right. Very good. Uh, okay, next one. This is now we're sort of dipping back into the 60s a little bit. This show premiered in 1969. People, let me tell you about my best friend. He's a warm hearted person who will love me till the end. Courtship of Eddie's father. Very good. A little bit of an obscure one. I'll play that one too. Let me tell you about my best friend. He's a warm-hearted person who loves you to the end. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, now I'm going to say blank here instead of, because I don't want to give away the title of the show. Ready? Okay. Diamonds, daisies, snowflakes, blank. Chestnuts, rainbows, springtime is blank. Ooh, I, I'm surprised Ooh. you're pausing on this one. Okay. This is in the 60s? 60s. Okay, say it again. Diamonds, daisies, snowflakes, blank. Chestnuts, oh, wait. rainbows, wait. springtime is blank. That girl. Very good. Yes, Marlo Thomas. Good. That was a good one. All right, last one, Mom. All right. Meet Kathy, who's lived most everywhere. Oh, from... the Patty Duke show. <laughs> that's, that's right. From Zanzibar to Berkeley Square, but Patty's only seen the sights a girl can see from Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn Heights. What a crazy pair, because they're cousins, identical, identical cousins, cousins all the way. Matching bookends. Okay. Identical cousins. What a premise for a show. And we swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. Oh, yeah. Patty Duke playing both roles. Whew. Hardest working girl in show business, that Patty Duke was. You better was. believe it. You better believe it. She had a very tragic life, but gosh, she was beloved, I'll tell you. 
Well, she was always a glowing presence on the screen. Definitely. Frequent game show guest as well. Always quite charming on Password or Pyramid. Good word game player. Okay, so let's see. Let's total it up. Uh, Drew Carey, Frazier. You missed Growing Pains, right? Yeah. Six, I think you got seven out of ten. Is that right? Did I do ten? I don't even know how many I did. Six out of nine, maybe. I think you get applause. I think you did a good job. To okay, get... well, I think we both did a good job. Okay, thank you. To get that girl is impressive. And, and the courtship of Eddie's father. Two relative obscurities, but also two shows I thought you would know. And definitely did. This was great fun, <laughs> I thought. <laughs> this was good. We'll have to see what the listeners think. Yeah, I uh, hope people enjoyed playing along. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any recommendations this week, Mom? Oh, no, you don't. You told me that. Uh, so You uh, have one. Now. I have one. Uh, there's Mom and I reviewed uh, this show last year, and uh, Mom was charmed by it. Maybe didn't love it, but liked it well enough. Uh, I'm a big fan. It's called Terrace House. It's a Japanese reality show. Now, you hear those words, and you're thinking wacky or uh, humiliating or over the top because you're thinking of Japanese game shows. And frankly, right. Japanese game shows from like the 80s and, and 90s. Uh, but that's not what this is. This is a really, ch- it's like the real world, but much more chill. Um, it, much calmer, which sounds boring, but I'll tell you what, I can't get enough of it. Uh, and there's a new season now on Netflix that just started. Uh, it's, it's They're back in Tokyo. Uh, so check that out on Netflix. If you're looking for something you know, relaxing to ease into your evening. We'll put it that way. And also, when you go in, have just expect that it isn't the drama of American television. Yeah, thank God for that. Well, there is, you know, there is some tension, but it's very different from American. There's drama. You know, all having um, lived in Japan for a time, it's striking the... Um, the social situations can have very high stakes and can sneak up on you. Um, the, the, it's a, it's a culture now I'm going to generalize here, but it's a culture where, um, consideration of other people is really important and, um, sort of social standards and uh, social transactions have to be conducted a certain way, um, to, you know, make sure that nobody loses face. And it's just every once in a while, I would find myself in a situation where I could sense the high tension surrounding something that didn't seem like a big deal. Uh, right. But, but suddenly was. Uh, like, for instance, one time, God, this is horrifying to remember, it's going to sound so silly when I tell you, but um, we got a pair of uh, museum tickets and we couldn't find the paper tickets. Um, and our friend had gotten them from a friend of hers who works at the museum. So we figured, well, we'll let her know and she can just print up some new ones. Well, no, in fact, that was not the case. And our friend wouldn't even tell her associate who worked at the museum that this had happened. She was just like, you must find those tickets or else she was going to be embarrassed and it was going to be terrible. This I know it sounds silly, but it was like the highest tension part of our of this was Anna and me living in Japan. The highest tension moment of our uh, stay there was and we did find the tickets. Thank God. But um, it just sort of snuck up on us like, oh, wow, this really matters a lot more than we realized. Right, right. This is not how 
how things are done here. No, no, no. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so there, the drama emerges from sometimes unexpected and sometimes what you would think of as uh, prosaic parts of the social scene at this house where six people live together. Yeah. But uh, it's never uh, really pulse-pounding drama. It's just interesting. Yep. That's Terrace House on Netflix. That is my recommendation. Mom does not have a recommendation this week. She says all the books she's been reading stink. They do. Yeah. Okay. They really do. Well, and one I read, one I read just because I loved the title so much that I wanted to put it on my my book list, but it was it was really terrible. What was the title? The title was The People We Hate at the Wedding. <laughs> Good title. Bad book, though. Good title. Not, I won't waste my time, but <laughs> there you go. Well, there's Mom's anti-recommendation for the week, then. That's my anti-recommendation, yep. yeah. Uh, that'll do it for this week's special pop culture quiz edition of Pop Mom. I think it went great. Thank you, Mom. You're welcome. Mom and I will be back next week, sort of. So Pop Mom's going to be moving to Tuesdays. Time slot move. Because the ends of my week are taken up with a football column right now. So at least for the duration of the football season, Pop Mom's going to be coming out on Tuesday. So that means the next time you hear from us will be, i got to do a little math here, September 1, 2, 3. Let me just open a calendar. How about that? <laughs> So the next time you'll hear from us will be September, October 1st. Oh, it'll be October. Wow. 2019 is flying by. Isn't it, though? October 1st will be our next podcast, and we'll be on Tuesdays, at least for the foreseeable future after that. We'll let you know if there's any changes, of course. Hey, thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, you know what to do. Tell your friends. Mom, when we come back on October 1st, what should we talk about? Well, I've been thinking about this. Oh, good. And I think we should talk about something interesting. Oh, wow. I love it. Okay. October 1st, we'll see you then for something interesting. Hey, we love you. Mom and I will talk to you again in October. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too. <laughs>